welcome to the first episode of Solidarity on the Bench. I am your host, KDU, and I truly am so excited to dive into the world of podcasting because I feel like I have a lot to say all the time and Instagram truly doesn't do my thoughts justice. And I've tried to distill so many of them into my infamous how-to posts, but I just would love a space where I can talk and you guys can listen to my advice from my own voice. And I am so, so, so excited to dive into the first episode of this podcast by talking about friendships. Because friendships, relationships, boundaries, all of these things are topics that I've had to grapple with, especially my junior year of college. And for some context, I'm a senior, I'm finishing my undergraduate fall semester, so I have one more semester of college left before I graduate, which is absolutely insane. Throughout my time at college, I have had to grapple with a lot of hard understandings about friendships and the roles that they play in my life and what I want to do about them. So on this podcast episode, this is basically a distilled therapy session um, (laughs) from a whole year's worth of therapy because isolation and boundaries and friendships were topics that I spent my entire junior year talking to my therapist about. So essentially, here's everything that I've learned. This episode and all other podcast episodes, I'm going to be talking about things that, things from my own experience, I truly believe that you never stop learning, but I just wanted to record a snippet of everything I have learned in the process so far to present to you guys in a nice, concise, beautiful little package. So without further ado, let's jump right in. This podcast episode is going to be talking about the evolution of friends some of my current friendships, and ending with my thoughts on friendships. So I hope you enjoy. Friendships. I feel like friends truly are a staple of human existence. It is so fulfilling to find people that match you and your energy in every single way possible. Friendships truly are the definition of solidarity on the bench. And essentially what I'm trying to get at is... There was an evolution of the definition of friendships that I had to grapple with a lot last year. And I feel like this, once I made this realization, it was kind of a mind-blowing moment for me where I realized that there really is nothing wrong with me. It's just no one really talks about how we perceive friendships when we're younger versus in high school versus in college. Understanding my definition of friendships and then shedding my old beliefs of what friendship should look like forced the most amount of growth for me. So I wanted to share my definitions. You may or may not agree, but hopefully this does resonate at least somewhat. I split the definition of friendships into three different categories. Childhood friends, middle slash high school friends, and college friends. And I can only speak to those three categories. I'm sure they're adult life friends, but I'm not there yet, so I only want to speak from my experience. The definition of friendships that I held in my childhood was defining friendships through best friends. And it was through one or more people that truly encompassed the essence of who I was. And we hung out basically all the time. Like if it wasn't weird to have a significant other when you were younger, that's what best friends and friendships meant to me. It was someone that I could just talk to 
about anything and everything, and I spent most of my free time with. And we formed little friend groups, me and other best friends, and it was truly such a nice vibe. Truly, in my childhood, my childhood can be defined by the different friend groups and the different best friends that I held. Most notably, I had two really good best friends who I'm still somewhat in touch with today, but those were the people that I grew up with that saw me from when I was like two years old to when I was 14 and I moved away to school in the US. And they were my best friends. I did everything with them, essentially. That's what I'm trying to get at. And that's what society tells you is kind of age appropriate for, for that in friendships. Because that's all you're emotionally can handle is just having like one or two people that are your rock, your everything. And I feel like a lot of my friendships like that were modeled after relationships that I had with my parents of like, they were my go-to people and it felt comfortable and safe with them. And so when I was a child, friend, best friends were my definition of friendships. One of the big cultural shocks going into high school, not necessarily is high school itself, although classes in high school are harder, you don't have one teacher for all of your subjects, etc., etc. You're kind of forced a little bit to choose and take control of your education, whether that be through APs or IB higher levels or whatever schooling system you do. No one really talks about how the definition of friends also evolve when you're in high school. The definition of friendships, for me at least, evolved from having best friends to having a friend group. And that's when you step into the popularity sphere of having every group of people defined by what they do in school, what their interests and passions are. And obviously now I know that you can't box people in to groups and stereotypes like that, but in high school, it's really, really common to have those stereotypes define your friendship groups. And you kind of group together with people who fit your popularity status and your interests. We move the definition away from best friends and more onto friend groups. Sure, you might have best friends, and more likely than not, those best friends are prevalent in your friend group, i.e. your best friends and you have other friends that you hang out with. For me, in high school, I had a friend group of 12 girls, and as you can imagine, I was not close with every single one of them. I truly was only close with maybe three or four of them. And that's kind of how it was for everyone else. We all had our go-to people in that group, but because there were so many mutual friends and mutual connections, and because we were interested in the same type of things and we kind of exuded the same level of popularity, we banded together to become a friend group. And the group chat name was our social name, if that makes sense. So whatever our group chat was, was how we were known to, <laughs> to like high schoolers. Friendships move away from having those best friends to having like your stereotypical group. I was a part of, I guess the quote unquote popular group. It was the party group. We were all athletes. We were all academically pretty top notch. We were close with upperclassmen. We were close with our teachers. We were those girls. 
when I was younger. It's funny looking back on that now because I feel so distant from the person that I was and the person that I made myself be to fit into what I thought would make me valued and appreciated in this friend group. But that truly is like what I had to do to survive socially in high school was to form a friend group, be a part of it, engage in that in whatever capacity and fulfill my social obligations of going to the parties that my friends hosted or the parties that my friends' boyfriends hosted and all of these things. Again, there's another definition change of friendships in college. I feel like a lot of first years come into college thinking that they're going to find a friend group and they're going to find a group of people that again match their interests, match their level of popularity, maybe you guys are all in the same major or planning on being on the same in the same major and you assume that these people, your orientation friends, your first year friends are going to be your friends for the rest of your college years. And what I've taught what I've realized is and especially talking to people who are graduated from college is that while this might be a true experience for some people, it's not necessarily true for everyone and that's totally okay. I don't know about you guys, but I came into college with the expectation that I was going to find and form another group of friends. But I think what you realize once you grow older and also just age through the ranks of college is that popularity truly doesn't really matter. Because there's people who are popular in different social circles, and since college is so huge and it's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure almost, there's no set popularity hierarchy that you have to follow like like you do in high school and so around the end of freshman early sophomore years it seems pretty common that people have big falling outs or crazy friendship drama with the people that they were friends with first year if not earlier than sophomore year Um, when you realize that maybe you really just had nothing in common and you banded together because you just didn't want to be alone your first couple of weeks in college. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's a very universal experience to find people that you connect with at least somewhat and cling on to them a little bit to prove to yourself and your parents and your friends from back home that you're popular and you're you're well-adjusted to college and you're really enjoying your time here. Once you age through the ranks and you realize that the notion of popularity doesn't exist in college and that it is so okay to not stay with your first year friends, you get to the definition which I, for lack of better explanation, call friends for different purposes. And this is more essentially when you start to figure out who you are at the core of your being and not necessarily and not necessarily defining yourself through what your major is or what college you go to or all of the trivial things that you necessarily would have defined yourself with in high school. You realize that you need friends to be there for every aspect of your life. And for me, that started a whole cultivation process of really evaluating what purpose every person had in my life. And I'm not saying that every person in your life has to have a purpose you realize that there is so much value in having individual friendships and what I call friends for different purposes. This brings me into what I guess is the second part of this episode, which is talking about the facets of myself and my identity and the friendships that I have to fulfill these aspects of me. So obviously, as I mentioned before, it's very common to define yourself through your academic interests, the clubs that you attend, and all of these things. And I have a lovely set of friends for those. 
I want to preface this by saying that a lot of my friendships, all of my friendships, are extremely multi-dimensional and they are not just my academic friend or my this one friend, but for the purpose of simplifying this concept, I am going to be referring to them as such. So I do have a lovely set of people that I would consider to be my major related friends, my academic friends. We take classes together, we do the same clubs and societies, and there's a lot of solidarity in the fact that we took a lot of intro, intermediate, and then elective classes together. And so that's one huge facet of who I am in college is what my major is and what my academic interests are. But there's a whole other side to me, which is a human being with personal interests. And that's when a lot of the other friendships kind of come to fulfill is that you're listening to this podcast and I feel like a podcast is very creative. And essentially what I'm trying to say is I pride myself on being a creative person, whether that be podcasting, making my how-to posts, drawing for fun, doing all of these things. I just love being creative. And I have a set of friends who have similar creative interests, whether that be we like to read the same books or we take the same types of pictures or I have like friends who will model for me while I take pictures and all of these things. I have a different set of friends for the creative aspect of my life. By sets of friends, I don't mean that they're necessarily a friend group. I have a lot of individual relationships with a bunch of different people who fall into the aspect of fulfilling my creative side. I also have friends who I can sympathize and empathize with the crazy relationship drama that I'm going through because this would not be real if I did not normalize the fact that, you know, casual sex, hookups, talking to other people, getting into relationships, seeing other people, going on dates, that's all a very normal part of college. And so I have friends who I can talk to about that because they're also going through this process of going on dates with people. It's really lovely to be able to exchange those stories, talk about the funny things that truly happen, destigmatize how women want casual sex, etc, etc. And so having friends that are able to talk to me about relationships and talk to me about the sexual side of being a human being. And then I have, you know, more social moments where I do want to be a college student. I am 22 years old, so when I do want to go out drinking, when I do want to go out partying, which is not often anymore, but especially when I was younger, I have friends who I know it will be fun to do that with. We're all on the same wavelength of how we approach nights out, and I also know that everyone that I go out with can handle their alcohol, which is a huge part of college. Being comfortable with the people that I go out with, that's also really important to me. I also have the other side of myself that loves the outdoors, and so I've made a lot of friends who also love the outdoors as much as I do, and I'm really lucky in the fact that a lot of those friends that I made came from that Knowles program that I did when I went backpacking in Alaska for a month, and so it's been really lovely just to be able to text them and talk to them about how much we miss the mountains or even have friends on campus who love hiking. And so I did an 11 mile hike earlier this year with a big group of people. It was through the hiking club at my college, but specifically also with one of my really close guy friends who also loves road tripping and hiking and exploring national parks. And I have like that side of me that I want to talk about too. I have the aspect of me that has 
a social media presence and wants to talk about that and talk about Sometimes we talk about the algorithm, we talk about brands, we talk about PR. Social media is such a crazy, crazy concept to me, es like especially, like the concept of influencers is crazy. And so I love having people that I can also just be extremely real with and talk to about that. What I'm trying to hit home is that obviously there's so many different facets of people. And as you can see, there's so many different facets of who I am and all of my different identities. And it's not enough to have people who are interested in the same things that you are, but to have people that actively pursue those interests that you can talk to about and learn from is incredibly important. And so when I say friends for different purposes, I mean friends that really do encompass every single part of my identity. All of these relationships work together to make me feel heard and appreciated in every single part of who I am. Truly, I feel like when you come to college, you realize that there's so many different types of people and everyone has such a niche interest. And it's so incredible to be able to learn from so many awesome people. As you can tell, I'm like super jazzed by the, by the people that I have in my life. The one lesson that I learned, especially with the people that I hold near and dear to my heart is realizing that I am not committed to any friend based on the amount of time that I've known them and the amount of history that I have with them. And something that I found really important, especially my junior year when I was evaluating the role of some of the friendships that I had in my life, is asking myself, if I didn't have any history with this person, would I still want to be friends with them today? Are they the type of person right now taking off my rose-colored glasses? Are they the type of person that I want to have in my life? A lot of the friends that I made my first year, not that they were not the type of people that I wanted to have in my life, but I just realized around my junior year that like I did not have anything in common with these people. And a lot of our friendship was based around the fact that we did meet when we were so young, like just entering as freshmen in college. And we kind of clung on to each other. And I think that my friend, it wasn't necessarily friendship drama, but like this realization that like my first year friends didn't really we didn't all have anything in common, came my junior year because of the coronavirus. And so a lot of this learning and unlearning in terms of relationships and friendships had to happen later just due to the timeline that I was on from the pandemic. To close out, I want to talk about my thoughts on friendships. And as someone who has had a lot of friends, lost a lot of friends, moved countries a lot of times, and had to learn how to make friends, Ultimately, I want to say that there's so much pressure from the media to have a best friend or to have a friend group that you do all of these cool things with. I always see these like pictures on Pinterest of a lot of different people running on the beach at sunset or sitting around a bonfire strumming the guitar or doing these cute little Pinterest like tea parties and I've always looked at them and been so jealous and wanted that for myself. A lot of the process of growth that happened for me my junior year was realizing that I didn't have to have everything figured out right now. Pinterest, Instagram, TikTok, all of these things, although people on these social media apps are getting more and more real with the amount that they share, a lot of the things that people do share is being done with the process. We don't really see works in process of mental health changes and of really hard lessons that we're learning and unlearning. And no one really talks about how when you realize that the friends that you have right now in your life aren't serving you, but you don't have any new friends that set your soul on fire, 
you're in this weird limbo space of being alone. And no one talks about how isolating that can be. And so I spent a lot of my junior year physically alone because I evaluated the people and the friendships that I had in my life. And I realized that they weren't necessarily the type of people that I connected with on a level that I wanted to connect with or that my relationship with them wasn't necessarily what I wanted it to be. I chose to spend a lot of time alone as a junior and to sit in the discomfort of being physically alone taking meals in college alone just so I can make space for the people that I knew were coming. I think the key of friendships is that things take time and social media doesn't show you the process of how how much time it takes and I think that it's a different amount of time for everyone depending on how many friends you're dropping, how drastic this change is, the types of people you already have in your life, and all of all different factors that are so individualized, but I can only speak for myself in saying that the process of regretfully saying goodbye to some of my first year friends and sitting here in front of you guys with this list of names on my computer that is so long that I have assigned purposes for every friend that I see on a weekly basis makes my heart so full. And for me, that process took a year, but it could be longer or shorter depending on how big the call is, how much you want to change in your life. So realizing that the process is necessary, it's hard, it's uncomfortable, and it means you might have to sit alone for a while. I chose to embark on it personally because I didn't want to spend another day hanging out with people that I felt obligated to hang out with because I was too afraid to be alone. And I think that there's so much value in learning how to be in your own company and making that space and protecting your energy for the people to come around and hang out with you. It is so much worse to be surrounded by people you don't like than just to be alone. And I learned how to be alone, not by choice. <laughs> I was forced into learning how to love my own company. And honestly, looking back, I would not change it for the world because I am so happy that I did have that time where I did learn how to sit with myself and be my own best friend. Now, if I ever am in that time where I am upheaving a lot of my relationships or I'm moving, which post-grad will happen, I know how to be alone and I know how to be in my own company and I know how comfortable that can be. Truly, what I do say in that is that it is such a valuable skill and it's such a valuable skill to learn early. All of that being said, basically the process of finding the people that set your soul on fire or just making these definition changes from friend groups to friends for different purposes is a very lonely and individual process with your own individual timeline and it's something that took me a year, might take you less than, but it's a necessary progression into adult life. I used to think that I was really bad at keeping friends, and this is another realization, but I thought that I was bad at keeping friends because I never had a friend that lasted for more than three or four years, and that was because I was moving a lot or I was just growing and changing as a person, and I always chalk that up to me not having strong enough relationships to keep around in my life. Therefore, I was undesirable and I was not a good friend, and it was all my fault. What I've realized, especially with doing a lot of personal self-growth, is that sometimes, and this was a really hard pill to swallow, but that those friendships were not worth maintaining. And that feels really harsh 
but it's more so about the fact that I've changed and they've changed and our relationship would have changed based on the fact that we've both changed as people and it's okay to outgrow friendships and relationships because you guys are growing at emotionally different paces regardless of how much history you have just know that it's okay to outgrow a friendship friends for different purposes can be rephrased to saying more intentional friendships because now the people that I hang out with, I'm super intentional with my time and I'm very intentional with who I let into my life because I know that my time is extremely valuable. Me as a friend, I ask a lot of my friends because I give a lot. It is truly such a blessing to be surrounded with such emotionally intelligent, intentional people who I also know really care about how they spend their time and who they spend their time with because ultimately the people that you surround yourself with really do determine the person that you become. Hopefully this is helpful hopefully some of it resonated with you because ultimately i want to demonstrate with these podcast episodes that experiences like this especially in your 20s when it's such a tumultuous time you're not alone in how you feel a lot of people feel the same way and if i can give any insight to how i've been able to navigate some really tough conversations and tough benches in my 20s another formal welcome to solidarity on the bench i am your host katie Yu. i hope to see you somewhere else on the internet for now. You can sign up for my mailing list. I do bi-weekly emails called the 111 newsletter where I provide one journal prompt, one quote, and one piece of advice every two weeks. All of the links to connect with me on other parts of the internet will be linked down below. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you in two weeks. Love you guys. Mm-hmm.